What's up everybody, my name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 9 and today we're going to be talking about match days 21 through 23. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode where I discussed the winter transfer window and the Hinrunde, the first half of the season. Went a little bit longer than I expected it to, but I think it was a good episode. So we're now getting back into match day analysis for the next few match days and then hopefully once I'm caught up, we can do individual week-by-week -week match day analysis. All right, so here we go, guys. This is match day 21. All right, so on match day 21, the first match I want to talk about is Bayer Leverkusen versus Mainz. So in this match, it's a 5-1 victory to Bayer Leverkusen. It's the third victory in a row and their third match with three-plus goals. So they seem to have gone into form since that one match against Bayern a few weeks ago and are running with it, scoring three-plus goals a match, so good for them. Kai Havertz, that young German player you keep talking about, seems to be contributing here and there. Leon Bailey seems to be getting kind of back into form. So Byers seems to have a good thing running for them. Let's see how they uh, take this and run in, in the second half of the season. Right now, they seem to be getting up there in the table. They're sitting at sixth place, whereas in match day 18, they were in 10th place. So they're definitely moving on up. All right, the next match is Nuremberg versus Hanover, which is kind of like the, uh, the derby at the bottom almost, uh, the two worst teams in the league playing each other. And Nuremberg does not seem to be doing themselves any favors. They get a red card in the 11th minute, which allows Hanover to get a 2-0 victory over them. And Nikolai Müller scores twice in his second game for Hanover. So if you guys listened to the last episode, you'll know that Nikolai Müller is actually a player that in the winter transferred over from, I believe, Eintracht Frankfurt over to Hanover. And on his second game for Hanover, scores two goals. So as of right now, it seems to have been a good trade for Hanover to make. And he's making an impact immediately. Next up, we have Hertha Berlin versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Now here we have a 3-0 clean sheet victory for Hertha Berlin over the team that's second place going into this match day. So it's definitely a good result for Hertha Berlin. Not good for Gladbach dropping points if they actually want to compete for the Bundesliga title this year. If they want to beat out Bayern for, for or beat out Bayern or Dortmund for first place because they're definitely one of the teams that up until this match day was really in contention for a serious run at the Bundesliga title. It really, between the top three teams of, of Dortmund, Bayern, and Gladbach, it really goes match day by match day. Whoever wins points and drops points can easily move into that first or second spot. So Gladbach dropping points here against Berlin really hurt them, um, and I believe they dropped into third place after this match day. Next up, we have RB Leipzig versus Frankfurt. Now, this is a match that I was expecting to be a banger of a match, have lots of exciting end-to-end -end action, lots of goals as well. These are two really powerful teams. You know, with Frankfurt, I always talk about their attacking trio. And with Leipzig, you have, uh, you know, Timo Werner and Yusuf Paulsen, who are great, great goal scorers. And you have the new guy, Tyler Adams, that, you know, has been really good in the midfield so far. So I expected this to be uh, a lot of goals, but it ended as a 0-0 draw, which wasn't that exciting. Um, so I was definitely wrong about that game, but could have been better. Got a 0-0 draw, doesn't really hurt anyone here. Both teams got a, a clean sheet out of it, at least. 
Now next up, we have Dortmund versus Hoffenheim. Now this match was an exciting 3-3 draw. Dortmund goes up by three goals and then concedes three goals in the last 15 minutes. This seems to be kind of a running theme with Dortmund the last couple of years. I believe in last year's Riviera derby, they went up by four points in the first like 30 minutes or something and then conceded four goals in the end of the game, including a goal by Naldo in extra time to drop a 4-0 lead to end in a 4-4 tie. It was actually my favorite game of last season across the top five European leagues. But Dortmund seems to just have this knack for going up by a lot of goals and then in the last half of the game conceding the same amount of goals and, and ending in a tie. The other important thing here is that Dortmund dropped points. They didn't get all three. They only got one. So in the title race, that's looking like a very, very uh, costly mistake, especially with Bayern and Gladbach, you know, right behind them trying to uh, trying to get their spot. So that was not a good result for Dortmund. They should have been able to keep that lead that they had, but they, they weren't able to. Next up, we have Freiburg versus Wolfsburg. Also a 3-3 draw. Lots of goals here. Not much more to say about that game. Moving on, we have Bayern versus Schalke. And this match was a 3-1 victory for Bayern. So we have Gladbach with a loss, no points. You have Dortmund with a tie with one point. And Bayern actually gets all three points out of this game. So Bayern is really putting the pressure on Dortmund in this title race. So that's really, really exciting to see. I'm happy for the uh, 3-1 victory for Bayern, but it does show that we can still have some defensive lapses, and that's usually what leads to um, teams scoring against us. So we definitely have to work on that. Players like Hummels and Boateng's need to really get into better form, and the defense as a whole needs to kind of stop making some mistakes here and there for us to really be competitive for the rest of the season. Next up, we have Werder Bremen versus Augsburg. Now, this game was dominated by Bremen in a 4-0 victory. However, they only had 40% of the possession. So this shows that Werder Bremen really knows what to do when they have the ball, even if they don't have the ball for a lot of the game. Once they do, they are able to capitalize on it. So congrats to Werder Bremen. They, uh, they were able to score four goals with only 40% possession. And then the last game of this match that I want to talk about is Fortuna Dusseldorf versus Stuttgart. Now this match was a 3-0 clean sheet for Fortuna, and Stuttgart was not able to get anything out of this game, which kind of has been the story for them this season. They haven't really been doing too well, and they're not in the relegation spot, I don't believe, but they're kind of hovering around there. It's kind of hard to be worse than Nuremberg and Hanover this year, but they are giving them a run for their money. So Stuttgart's got to turn their season around if they want to avoid relegation. All right, next up we have match day 22. Now the first match here I want to talk about is Bayern versus Augsburg. So Bayern's able to string together two wins in a row. This win here was a 3-2 victory over Augsburg. My favorite, favorite, favorite part of this match is that Coman gets two goals. I've been such a huge fan of Coman since he came to Bayern you know, three years ago. But he's been kind of riddled and plagued with injuries here and there. He's, I believe, missed over 20 games every season he's been here. But whenever he does play, he's just such a fun player to watch. Always very attacking-minded, very, very quick and pacey. And just a, such, a, such a fun, fun player to watch. And I really hope he's able to 
keep his health and keep his form and continue to play at the level he is, if he is able to continue doing that, I will be very, very happy with him being Ribéry's successor on the left wing. But the other thing about this match is that it shows that we are still vulnerable if we don't pay attention or if we get too comfortable and complacent. We gave up two goals, which against a team like Augsburg shouldn't have really happened, especially when the two goals, I think, were both really preventable in, in the way they came. For example, the first goal we gave up was in under 10 seconds. I believe it was 9 seconds or something. So Bayern seems to have this... Uh, trend of giving up very, very early goals. So this goal we gave up in under 9 seconds or 10 seconds. I believe in 2017 in the home opener, I forget who we were playing against, but we gave up a goal in under 15 seconds as well. So we have to really stop doing that. And from the second the referee's whistle blows, game has to be on. We have to be ready to attack, to defend, to play the game from the second that whistle blows and stop giving up these 9, 10, 12 second goals because that's unacceptable and that really puts us on our back foot from the start of the match, which is not good. However, my takeaway from this match is that I'm happy with the result after the, the first meeting this season where we, uh, we lost at home. So this match was actually nice for us to be able to win on the away leg and make up for that, that loss we had against Augsburg in the first half, which really started our run of bad form in the first half of the season. So overall, yes, this was a good good game for Bayern. Next match I want to talk about is RB Leipzig versus Stuttgart. So this is a 3-1 victory to Leipzig, and Tyler Adams gets a beautiful assist to a goal by Yusuf Polson. It was a fun game to watch all around. There was a penalty kick, there were back and forth action, there were beautiful goals. So this is definitely a match I would recommend that you guys watch. It was a fun game and a great win to RB Leipzig. All right, next match I want to talk about is Wolfsburg versus Mainz. Now, Wolfsburg scores three goals in a clean sheet victory over Mainz with a goal by Maximilian Arnold, and they also got a penalty goal uh, as well. So that was a good win for Wolfsburg. Then we have Hoffenheim versus Hanover. This was a 3-0 victory to Hoffenheim, and Hanover can't seem to get a win against any half-decent team in the Bundesliga, so they're really not having a good year. The other thing of note in this match is that Ishak Befodil has scored three goals in his last two games. So he's definitely uh, getting into real good form right now for Hoffenheim and is one to look out for in their upcoming games. Schalke plays Freiburg and this match ends in a 0-0 draw. And the only exciting part about this match is that both teams somehow managed to get a red card. Other than that, there was uh, nothing really of note in this match. The next match I want to talk about is Hertha Berlin versus Werder Bremen. Now this match was a 1-1 draw, but it was a very, very historic and actually exciting match to watch for the reason of Claudio Pizarro has become the oldest goal scorer in the Bundesliga at 40 years and 136 days. Not only that, his goal that he scored to become the oldest goal scorer was in the sixth minute of extra time in the second half. He scored in the 96th minute to not only get Bremen back a point, but to become the oldest goal scorer in the Bundesliga. That is amazing. Congratulations, Claudio Pizarro. Clearly uh, a legend in the Bundesliga. I believe he's the highest scoring foreign-born player in the Bundesliga. 
He has 195 goals in 436 games, and he has scored in every calendar year since 1999. So that is just a legendary career for Claudio Pizarro. He's had spells at Werder Bremen, at Bayern Munich, I believe at Cologne. So he's just a legendary player across the league. Congrats to him, and I hope he can get to 200. He's almost there. He's got five more goals to go. I hope he gets to 200 goals, and then he eventually can retire happily and you know look back on his legendary career. And I'll include all these moments in the um, show notes of this episode. I'll, I'll link to an article about him and his career, and I'll definitely link to a video of the goal he scored in this match to become the oldest goal scorer. It was, it was a pretty cool free kick goal in the 96th minute of extra time, so definitely check that out in the description and show notes of this episode. Moving on, we have Frankfurt versus Gladbach, and this match ends in a 1-1 tie. So if Gladbach's competing for a, a, a Bundesliga title, they got to really step their game up because they lost last week, they tied this week, they're really dropping points here and there, which is bad for them if they want to you know, compete for the Bundesliga title. However, Frankfurt is right now competing for a Europa League or Champions League spot, which is what makes this match so interesting. Both teams are really competing for two important individual goals for themselves, Gladbach being the title, and then Frankfurt getting, a, hopefully, I think they're competing for a Champions League spot. So they each have high stakes here, which makes this match a really exciting match. Then we have Bayer Leverkusen versus Fortuna Dusseldorf. Bayer wins 2-0, and this is the match where Leon Bailey seems to get back in decent form, scores a goal here. Kai Havertz continues to impress me, and he scored a goal as well. So Bayer, Leverkusen seem to be getting back into better form and playing more impressive soccer here. And the last match of this match day is Dortmund versus Nuremberg. And the big, big shocker here is that Dortmund couldn't get any points against Nuremberg. They really couldn't. It ended in a 0-0 draw, which is hilarious, seeing as how last week Nuremberg shot themselves in the foot and lost against Hanover, and this week they were able to keep a clean sheet against Dortmund, which I don't understand how that happened, but that helps Bayern a lot in the title race. Dortmund gets one point. Gladbach, I believe, only got one point, and now we have Bayern winning, so that's slowly, slowly getting Bayern up to a competitive level for the title race. In this match, Dortmund had 17 shots, six on target, and no goal. So that's just wild. I'm trying to think of what the, the, the missing links might be, and I saw the lineup, and Royce was in the lineup, so maybe they're missing his leadership on the pitch, or maybe it's because they had to play Goetze as striker, and I don't know if he's like a natural striker, if that's his most comfortable position. What do you guys think? Any, any Dortmund fans or any uh, Bundesliga fans out there? Let me know what you think. What, what led to uh, Dortmund not being able to uh, seal the deal against Nuremberg? I'd love to know what you guys think because I can't really wrap my head around this match and why they weren't able to, to pull off a victory. So definitely shoot me an email or a direct message on Instagram and let me know because I'm curious. All right, now we are on the last match day of this episode, match day 23. So first match I want to talk about is Freiburg versus Augsburg. So this is a 5-1 victory to Freiburg. So Freiburg seems to be in a weird situation where they're not really a competitive team, a really good team, they're definitely in the lower half of the table. But if you look at their goal differential compared to other teams above and below them, 
they only have a minus four goal differential, where teams that are even higher ranked than them have like a minus 10, minus 11 goal differential. So it seems that Freiburg isn't winning many games, but the games that they do win, they're scoring a lot of goals, or the games that they're losing, they're only losing by one, maybe two goals. So Freiburg is in, in a unique spot of not playing very well, but seemingly being able to score enough or defend well enough that they have such a low negative goal differential, if that makes any sense. They could be having a way, way lower goal differential if they were on par with some of the teams around them, but they actually have a higher negative goal differential. Then we have Bayern versus Hertha Berlin. Now this was a 1-0 victory to Bayern, but it was not an impressive performance by either side. I remember watching this game and I was, I wasn't gonna say I was bored, but there were definitely times where I wasn't paying attention because there was really nothing happening. It wasn't an, an impressive performance by either side, whether it's Bayern or Hertha Berlin. The match they actually played a, a few weeks ago, that was the uh, Dave People Cal game, was actually way more exciting than this one. The one thing I do have to say is that Bayern's defenders are doing a little bit better, so that's definitely promising, and I'm happy about that. All right, next up we have Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Wolfsburg. So Wolfsburg wins this match 3-0. So Gladbach has been dropping points. I believe the last three match days they haven't won a match, which helps Bayern close that gap between Dortmund. So they are now eight points behind second place. So you got Dortmund in first, Bayern in second, and then eight points below you have Gladbach in third place. So they are now more than two games behind Bayern, which I'm happy Bayern was able to make up that that gap and, and you know create that gap between third place. But now Bayern has to work on getting on closing the gap between them and Dortmund at first place. But yeah, overall, Gladbach fans, how do you guys feel? The, the last three match days, you've dropped points and you seem to be poised to make a real serious run for the Bundesliga title, and seemingly drop points in three games in a row. How do you guys feel about that? Is there something going on that you guys want to talk about? Are there any injuries? Are there any managerial problems? What's going on with the team that uh, you think you're not able to, to get any points here? Let's shoot me an email and let's talk about it. All right, next up we have Mainz versus Schalke. This is a 3-0 victory to Mainz. Schalke now haven't won in five match days, which if you guys have listened to previous episodes, is their exact form at the beginning of the season. The beginning of the season, they did not win the first five games they had. So Schalke seems to just be falling back into that rut. This is not their season at all. Hopefully they're able to do something in the uh, summer transfer window and rebuild their team and get back to a competitive spot, but this is just not their year. Sorry, Schalke. Then we have Nuremberg versus Fortuna. And this is another early red card for Nuremberg that halts their chances for a win, gives a 2-1 victory to Fortuna Dusseldorf. So not only is Nuremberg at the bottom of the league, they seem to kind of be playing overly aggressive to make up for the fact that they can't win a game. They seem to be going into stupid tackles or stupid plays and getting themselves red carded for it, which only hurts the team in the long run when you have players that can't play for the next couple games because of it. But lo and behold, that's where they uh, that's where they are. That's how they play, and that's probably why they're going to be relegated this year. All right, then we have Frankfurt versus Hanover. This is a 3-0 victory to Frankfurt, and Ante Rebic and Luka Jovic both add goals to their total. And Luka Jovic is now firmly in first place as the top goal scorer with 15 goals on the season. 
followed by, uh, not in any exact order, but Paco Alcacer, you have Robert Lewandowski, Marco Royce is in that race. So you have a couple players behind him breathing down his neck, but he is firmly in first place right now. Then we have Dortmund versus Bayer Leverkusen. So here we have a 3-2 victory by Dortmund that keeps the gap at the top at three points between Bayern and Dortmund. Bayer puts up a couple goals and dominates the shots and possession, so they still look good here, even though they weren't able to win the game. So then we have RB Leipzig versus Hoffenheim. Now here we have a 1-1 tie between Leipzig and Hoffenheim. Leipzig was able to rescue a point for themselves at the 89th minute. So in the dying embers of the game, they were able to win back a goal and win back a point for themselves. So congrats for them for not dropping points in this game against Hoffenheim. But yeah, it was a one-one time. All right, and then the last game that I want to talk about of this match day is Werder Bremen versus Stuttgart. So this game ended in a one-one tie. But there's something that I really haven't mentioned about Werder Bremen this entire season that I didn't really realize until I saw a post on, on Instagram, and that is that Bremen is in very, very prestigious company this season. Um, they are on par with PSG and Juventus as the only three teams in Europe's top five leagues to score a goal in every single match day this season, the 2018-19 season. So if you think about that, that's amazing. Real Madrid wasn't able to do that. Barcelona wasn't able to do that. Bayern Munich and Dortmund weren't able to do that. You know, other teams like Napoli weren't able to do that. Chelsea, Tottenham, Man City, Man U. None of these teams were able to score a goal in every single match day. But you have PSG, Juventus, and Werder Bremen of the Bundesliga who were able to score in every match day, which is super, super impressive and Pretty obscure, but fun statistic. So now when you look back, you think about um, the previous match day where Claudio Pizarro scored a goal in the 96th minute of extra time for them to tie up that game. How important that goal is, not only for Pizarro individually, but for the team to keep that streak alive. That is just incredible. And um, if you guys look in the show notes for this episode, I'll include that in there for sure. So amongst other things, um, I will include highlights of the Dortmund versus Hoffenheim 3-3 tie game, because that was a pretty exciting game. I'll include an article written by Bundesliga.com about uh, Claudio Pizarro, along with a video of his goal that put him at the oldest goal scorer. And then I'll also uh, link to the Instagram post for Werder Bremen scoring in every match day. Once again, guys, if you ever want to contact me, my email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. That's w2bundesliga at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts, questions, any kind of commentary you have. I'd love to hear from you and, and hopefully can answer some questions on air. My Instagram account is welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores. That is welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores all between. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Andrew, and have a great day.